reading from the New International Version. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, a lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path. In the moments that remain tonight, we're asking that you would reveal truth, that you would illuminate our hearts, that you would give us even a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Holy Spirit, come. Activate us. Open our ears. Open our hearts. Not just head knowledge. Not a luck, not just a lecture. Not just teaching. But a download from the throne that would change us forever. If you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, just do it right now. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Last week we got into a message and I just... Uh, as the Spirit of God moved me, it just took too long to get through it. I will do my very best to summarize in the next five to seven minutes what the first part of the message was, and I will move into the final aspect of, of overcoming bitterness, avoiding the way of Cain. We read from Hebrews 12, as we just read, and we also looked at Genesis chapter 4, and I would suggest that you turn there now if you can. In Hebrews chapter 12 is a passage of Scripture, a verse of Scripture, verse 15. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. That is a heavy-duty statement. No one misses the grace of God. I just don't believe it's talking about losing your salvation, though I do believe that you can which is another message which I'll preach because there is a there is some heresy that's going around saying that once you get saved that's it. There's a movement that's really strong in the lower 48 called the New Calvinists. How many of you ever heard of the New Calvinists? Okay, it's a disease and it's rampant. And so I'll be bringing some correction according to the word of God uh, in the weeks to come about new, about that. And basically the thought is, in fact, you can go to Calvinism and Arminianism and look them up. In fact, just Google Calvinism and Arminianism and you can look and you look at the comparisons. New Calvinists, basically they believe that once you get saved, you know, you're just saved and that's it. No matter what you do, you're saved. And uh, that's a scary thought. So, I mean, you can get saved and go out and drink and carouse and do all that and it's all good. Yeah, that's what they would say, yes. No. talked about bitterness and how bitterness can cause you problems, a root of bitterness. We drive, when we're in Maui, we drive up to a place called Olinda. That's where we stay, up at Dr. Morocco's home. The last part of that road is treacherous because it has these gigantic roots that have popped the road up, kind of like frost heave, but unpredictable and just giant roots that are bursting through the, the road. I don't know why the county hasn't fixed it yet, but they haven't. And if you just stay in your lane, you're going you're gonna to really hit your car pretty good. So you've got to go around these roots. Roots, the very, the very name root means it's underground. What are you saying? I'm saying there could be a root of bitterness that you have that can cause you trouble. We talked about this. What kind of trouble? Emotional trouble. Physical trouble. Spiritual trouble. It says that you could miss the grace of God. Does that mean losing your salvation? Maybe. But I think more than anything, it means that if you allow for bitterness to get into your heart, he's writing to believers, the writer of the book of Hebrews, if you allow for bitterness to get into your heart, then your heart, you will miss the grace, the power, the enablement of God. You will miss. Your heart will become dull. The Word won't be alive anymore. You'll, 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 you'll miss your zeal for, for worship. Your passion begins to get diluted. Root of bitterness. And it can cause you trouble emotionally, physically, relationally. How many of you know bitterness can cause relational problems? Not me. I've never been bitter. I have. I have been bitter. And I've searched my heart since I've prepared this message and had occasion over the past week to search it again and again. And I don't believe I have a root of bitterness, but what I have found is that in my heart there's been like a, 
a residue. Do you, ever, you know, you wash, you wash dishes, and if you don't rinse them real good, it's still got a little bit of soap on there. So I, don't, I feel like God has pulled the bitter roots out of me, but there have been things that have happened in the course of my life. I found that maybe there's a little residue, a little, a little scent of bitterness. How's your heart tonight? Bitterness will cause you lots of difficulty. And we looked at the book of Jude. It'd be worth turning there. Turn to Jude. There's only one chapter. Jude warns that warns us to refuse a lifestyle of three types of false teachers that come in the church. The church? Yeah. And I'll tell you that the Western church is full of this kind of false teaching. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, the, the, the new Calvinist thing is, is one example. Look at, look at Jude. Find verse... Well, verse 4 says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness. Go down to verse 11. This is all review. Woe to them, they have gone in the way of Cain. Number one, first type of false teacher. False teachers don't necessarily have horns on their head and wear red suits. With a pitchfork. With long, darty tongue. Ah, ah. They teach you some false stuff. No, they usually have the 14 fundamental truths down. They have the 10 points, the 3 points. They, they, they've got their doctrine intact. But in their heart, there is these three examples. They've gone the way of Cain. They've run greedily into the era of Balaam for profit. They preach the gospel. They teach the word. They flow in the power of God so they can make money. That's all over the body of Christ. It's all over even Christian TV. People pushing. You know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is the principle of seed sowing. There is the principle of tithing. There are biblical financial principles that if you live according to them, you will see heavens open and a release of the blessing of God. And it's not always money. But in the end of the age, when it's all done, you're going to be alive 500 years from now, so in the end of the age, when it's all done... You'll receive the fullness of your reward when you sacrificed. That teaching that said that you sacrificed and you're going to get it all back, yeah, that's true, but it might be in the, in the millennium. You're just living for right now. You're missing out. This is training. Four to three types of false teachers here in Jude. And it's, because of, it's really because of bitterness. There's things, a root of bitterness can be inside you, even though you know the truth, and it can spring up and hurt people, defile people, cause you kinds of difficulty and pain. Sickness. They've run greedily into the era of Balaam, for Balaam, for profit. They've perished in the rebellion of Korah. First of all, the way of Cain, we're going to look, turn to, turn to Genesis chapter 4. The way of Cain, what is that all about? Cain came to God and he offered some fruit. Just going to give you some fruit. It is obvious from Genesis chapter 4, and we'll look at this at a little closer depth. It's obvious from Genesis 4 that that was not the prescribed way to worship God. We talked about last week that there is one way, one truth, one life. His name is Jesus. Look, I'm just going to say it this way. If any other religion in the world can come up with a dude who was sinless, who walked the earth, took the, died on a cross and rose again from the grave. Well, let's talk about that religion. Well, it doesn't exist. There is no other. There is no other religion where God came to man. There is no other. All others are man coming to God. All others are striving. Man striving to get to, you know, to remember that they're God. I have a problem with a God that forgot that he was. You're really God, but you forgot. All other religions are, 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 are man reaching, striving to become better and good. The God we serve saw us while we were yet sinners, and He died for us. He came down and He died. He took our place. He did what we could not do. The way of Cain is coming to God however you think is good. He's going to come to God and offer Him whatever you think is, is, uh, is, is cool with you. 
God has a prescribed way of worshiping Him. And if you, if you if come in your mind and try to figure out, well, I'm going to worship Him this way, well, then you can be in big trouble. Balaam's error, rushed into Balaam's error for profit, is, is about false teachers that teach the right thing, but maybe teach the right thing, very possibly, and they do it for money. And the third thing is Korah's rebellion. There's teachers, there's people that have no authority. They have, they're not anybody, under anybody's authority. They do whatever they want. They're, they're subject, well, God, you know, he's the chief shepherd. He, I'm just going to live for him. I, I'm accountable to God. I'm not accountable to any man. I'm going to tell you something. There's two spheres of authority, spiritual authority and structural authority. Spiritual authority is learned through submission to structural authority. That's a Dr. Morocco line worth writing down. Spiritual authority is learned through submission to structural authority. In other words, if you're not submitting to the authorities that God has put in place, the police, the government, in the home, in, in the job, at church... Come on, if you don't submit to authority, I, I don't know about you, but I had a big authority problem. I think my middle name was Korah. I mean, I just, you know, every, I knew better than everybody. Let's look at Genesis chapter 4. See, there's bitterness in pulpits. There's pastors that are filled with bitterness. And if you're, if you're a leader and you're filled with bitterness, then you will defile your people. If, you, if you're on the job and you, maybe you own a business and, you, and you're angry and you're bitter, then you will defile your job. You will defile your, your, you'll defile your, your business. You will defile everything that you touch. You will mess up. You know, the easiest way that we see that, the, the most common way I should say that we see that happen is in homes. My wife and I strive to never say anything bad about people, to, to keep our hearts right. And we have failed, I will just tell you. Because you should see some of the stuff people... I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we strive, to, we strive to, to do the right thing. To, to, to love always hopes. To speak rightly. Now, look, the wrong thing is the wrong thing. We're gonna, if, a, if a duck walks like a duck, talks like a duck, sounds like a duck, it's a duck. I'm happy to call a duck a duck if it is one. Amen. And if there's somebody that runs around and causes division, well, we're going to rebuke them and we're going to love them. But, I mean, you know, you've got to do the right thing. If you're not willing to confront stuff in your life, then you will not have a clean life. If you don't learn to have boundaries, all of that stuff. But if you allow for bitterness to get in your heart, you in your home as a, as a husband or as, as a wife, and you communicate to each other the bitterness of somebody who wronged you, your kids will pick that thing up, man, and they'll, they will be defiled. And it will just come out of them in the, in the years to come. Let's look at Genesis 4. Genesis chapter 4. Let's read the text from verse 2. Verse 2b. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Hmm. Obviously, Abel did something different that got the favor of God. And Cain did something that didn't get the favor of God. Look at the next verse. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Cain came to the Lord on his own terms. You can't come to God on your own terms. You have to repent. You have to turn. You have to ask Him to come into your life. You've got to bow the knee. You've got to do things on His way. 
If you, to avoid the way of Cain is to live in accordance with the way that God says to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not the way that somebody says it should be. Get, a, get the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Study the Word of God. It's true. It's real. And, and He shows us how to live for Him. Cain figured, well, I'm just going to bring some fruit. Abel brought fat from the firstborn. And all of that suggests, is, is talking about the blood. It's talking about the blood. Without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9, verse 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. It's amazing when you look at what's called the, 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 the scarlet thread. The bloodline from Genesis. When the moment that man fell, God made a way. It's called the proto-evangelum. Man sinned. He made fig leaves for himself. Some of you were wearing fig leaves. What kind of fig leaf you got on tonight? Some of you, some of you have tried to, an earned righteousness, trying to cover your own shame, trying to cover your own blame, trying to cover your own mistakes. I'm going to tell you something. You can't cover your own stuff. There's only one thing that can. It's the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, I messed you up tonight. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It was His wine and snow at the cross. All right. It's only the blood that can cleanse you. Only the blood of Jesus. It's only the blood of Jesus. Cain had another way to come to God. There is no other way. It all points to the cross. It all points to Jesus. It all points to Yeshua. It all points to the Messiah. It all points to the crucified servant of Isaiah 53. Though our sins be as scarlet, he'll wash them as white as snow. Cain had another way. And here's the thing. He's rejected. Watch, I'm going to bring it home. We don't have a lot more time. He's rejected and he gets ticked off. He's angry that he's not accepted. What kind of God wouldn't accept my fruit? I came with the best fruit I got. You might have come with fruit, Slick. But God's prescribed way of worship is not fruit. It's the blood. It is the only thing that can cleanse your sin. The blood. And you can come, you know, there's people that say, well, I don't really need to tithe. Tithe is all Old Testament. That's another message, but I mean, we just, we've disproved it many times. It's really, you've got a greed problem and, you, and, and a faith problem. You don't trust that God can bring you through. I, am, I, I mean, I, I boggles my mind. Actually, I really understand it because I, I, I hated tithing. I didn't want to tithe. I thought everybody was greedy. And really, I thought, actually, what I figured out was I was the one who had issues. <laughs> I had a, a, a spirit of poverty. I just had to hold on to everything I got because I needed my little 10%. No, really. I needed my little 10%. I had my cane way. I'm going to come and just worship you and want all the blessing. Wonder why. I, I, came to, I came to the Lord. I didn't tithe. It's the first job I ever got fired from. I got fired. I'm thinking, what's the deal? You get saved, I'm right with God, and I get fired. And then Karen went and worked for, worked for the same boss that fired me shortly thereafter and like got promoted and became the manager and stuff. <laughs> you know why I got fired? Do you remember why? I couldn't make the sandwich the way he wanted me to. You know why? Because my middle name was Kara. You're like, what? 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 I ain't tracking. Yeah, because the owner wanted me to make a sandwich the way he wanted me to. But I knew he was wrong. So I made the sandwich the better way and got fired. <laughs> he, said, he said to me, he said, you're a great guy. You know, you're, you're kind and everything. But you can't, you don't listen to orders. You just do whatever you think is right. I'm like, well, dude, it should be... No, no, dude, dude, it's my... It's my no, no, dude, you should make this... No, no, hey, hey! I own the bread. The knife that you're using to spread the mayo is my knife. I pay you. You obey. You, you, listen, you don't listen to me. You're fired, okay? I went home crying. No, I did. I, I, I was walking. I was 25 or something. I didn't even have a car. I've been whittled down to like this. 
the Lord said, if you hitchhike, you're going to come under my judgment. So I'm like... Cain got angry. Now let me ask you this question. Are you angry? And if you're angry, ask yourself, why are you angry? And many people are angry at God and they're angry at other people because they feel like they've been mistreated. The whole issue with bitterness is this. You say in your heart, I did not get what I deserve. I deserve. I deserve better. They shouldn't have done me like that. You should have paid me more. You should have stood up when I entered the room. You should have given me the bigger steak. After all, I'm the man of the house. If my husband just pick up his BVDs, I'm going to tell you, I just can't sit here. He doesn't treat me right. I work all day. And you get bitter towards your husband because he's a slob. I'm getting convicted. I'm going to go over here. Hallelujah. Bitterness, a root of bitterness will grow and flourish when you begin to think in your heart, in your mind, and you, you, you think, man, I deserve better. I don't deserve this kind of treatment. I'm being mistreated. How dare they? I'm a child of God. How dare they mistreat me? Here, let me set you free. Let's think about what you really deserve. You deserve hell. You deserve death. Let's put it in perspective. Jesus sent his, came, God sent His only Son, Jesus, to die on a cross so that you don't have to. So when you begin to think about what you really deserve, I don't remember having a prayer time saying, Man, I want justice. I want justice. I want... No, I don't. You know, all of a sudden I realized, Holy smokes! I don't want justice at all. Mercy, mercy, mercy. I want mercy. Bitterness is demand is, is having a belief that you deserve better than what you got. Now, there is mistreatment and there is abuse, but you have to learn how to respond to that. Another message. Listen, nothing can happen to you unless it's passed through the hand of God. And I will tell you that for me, frankly, I've been offering fruit like a whole good portion of my life. I offered fruit and got no favor from God and got angry. Don't you love me? Here's my half-eaten rotten apple. Just want to bless you. Cain Cain had a bitter root system, was well intact long before this. When God told Cain his offering was unacceptable, it says in verse 5, Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. He thought better than God. Man, God made the bread. It was God's bread. It was God's sandwich. You understand? This whole thing belongs to God. It ain't not about you. It's not about me. It's about Him. And when we get angry, it really is, when we get angry that we've been mistreated or God didn't come through for us, it's just pride. And God wanted to help Cain. If you look verse 6 and 7. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Why are you depressed? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? Now I'm going to just tell you that if you live for the Lord with all your heart, you'll walk in blessing that you didn't even know was possible. If you don't, you won't. And you can get angry about it but you'll just be a Cain. I don't want to be Cain. I want to avoid the way of Cain. Anybody else in here want to avoid the way of Cain? God has a way of blessing, and it's not, it's not your way. Well, hallelujah. This is all still review. If you do well, you'll be accepted. If you don't do well... Sin lies at the door, is crouching at the door. It's a picture of a lion. Sin has desire for you. Satan Satan wants to turn your weakness into wickedness. I said that last week. It's a powerful, powerful thing. He wants to take your weakness and turn it into wickedness. And it's shortly thereafter that 
Cain talked with Abel instead of to God. God gave him an opportunity to get out. God gave him an opportunity to repent. But he went and he talked to Abel and he killed his brother. What are you saying? I'm saying that your root of bitterness, if you don't deal with it, even a residue of, a residue of bitterness can lead to anger, can lead to a, a murder spirit. You know, Jesus said if you're angry with your brother, then you've already committed murder. I mean, that's kind of heavy. God, Jesus' standards are serious. You've already committed murder. Some of you, some of you have, some of you are inviting a spirit of murder on you, because you, if I could just, if I could just stink and crack him. I would feel way better. <laughs> I've wanted to minister the fivefold before myself. You know, early in my walk. You know, early in my walk, I'm, I'm thinking, I'll just hit him. And repent. That's all good. That's yeah. That's like new Calvinist right there. That'll work. I'll just knock his teeth down his throat and then ask the Lord to wash me. And oh, the blood. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Bitterness not dealt with, anger not dealt with can lead to murder. Now, I've got to tie this message up. Cain didn't understand the consequences of his actions. He really didn't. And I want to tell you tonight that some of you are bitter or maybe have a residue of bitterness. And the residue of bitterness is going to produce consequences in your life that I don't think you're ready to deal with. He had no idea. I don't think he planned on murdering his brother. I don't think he thought, oh, I'm just going to kill him. No, he was there. He was angry. He was bitter. He felt untreated, mistreated, dishonored. And he just freaked out. A spirit of murder got a hold of him and he killed his brother. The consequences of your bitterness, not dealing with your bitterness, can be catastrophic. And we don't really understand that. What are the consequences of your sin to others? Think about that. And when you come to Jesus, you ask Him to forgive you. Guess what? You've got to go make it right with everybody you, everybody you basically took. Now, and there are some exceptions. I ripped off some very big, ugly, mean dudes. That's under the blood right there. That's under the blood. Uh, Somebody said to me they they got saved and they were a drug runner and had they had just tons of cash from from drug running. And they said, you know, what do I do, Pastor? Do I go and pay? Do I just go pay everybody back? I just go pay because I really ripped off this really dude's evil man. I really ripped him off good, and they're looking for me. You know, it's another state. They relocated to Hawaii. I just go pay them back, or what do I do? I said, no, no, it's all it's all devil money. So here's what you do. You figure out how much that is. You tithe on the whole thing. Give some big offerings and just use it for the kingdom of God. Amen. She said, really? I said, yeah. So I'd like, go out and buy myself a real nice car. <laughs> but some things, you, it's called making amends. Some people have never made amends for the stuff that they did wrong. It'll set you free. All right, I've got I've got to hurry. Here's how you overcome this bitterness thing. Last week we were talking with some folks outside and they said, Couldn't you finish it, Pastor? <laughs> Couldn't you finish the message? I mean, just go a little longer. Anyway, it, it got late just like now, and so we're going to have to close in a word of prayer. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> how do you overcome bitterness? What do you, what do you, what do, you do? It's a number of things. Just give you a, a number of points. One, compare that with what you really deserve. All right, number one, we all deserve death. Jesus died on a cross for us, right? Number two, operate in the opposite spirit. Everybody say, operate in the opposite spirit. You operate in the opposite spirit, which is to love people. Love people that you're in an adversarial relationship with. Well, let me tell you how you do that, because that can be tough, and I have plenty of practice. Really, how do you do that? You pray for them every single day. You release 30-second anointed prayers. Force yourself to do it because it's the Word of God. 
Come on, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as, as we. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive me trespasses, debts, sins. Forgive my sins as we, or I, as I forgive those dirty, rotten Jesus name. If you are bitter, really, it's because you're unforgiving of what's happened. You've got to put it all to the cross, and you've got to let I don't feel like it. I want to crack it. Yeah, you're feeling. That's your flesh. That's your flesh. Have you ever noticed cats? You feed a dog, and they think you're God. You feed a cat, and they think they're God. Having a cat in your house, I, I don't like cats. I'm just telling you right now, I don't like them. Maybe you have cats and it's great. I don't like them. It's like having the fallen Adam walk around your house. It does whatever it's thinking wants to. Oh, you might think it comes when you calls your name, but it, it's just think you're worshiping it. That's what it thinks. Some of, you, some of you don't understand that if you don't deal with your fallen sin nature, that, 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 that there is sin that's crouching there. That you, you are capable of things that are beyond anything you can possibly imagine. I did things in my fallen state before I gave my heart to Jesus. That you, 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 you uh, I, I, I won't tell you. I, don't, I didn't kill anybody that I'm aware of. I mean, that's how I can say that. I, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Some stuff went down. Things happened. Wicked, demonized, broken, bitterness-filled, messed-up young man I was. He's removed all of that from me. But I've found, I've found as I move forward in life, there's things that happen. There's plenty of occasion to begin to develop a bitter root, a root of bitterness, and how you deal with it is by, one, comparing that to what... It's a justice issue. You think you've been, you, you think you've been mistreated. Well, maybe you have. You respond rightly to that like David did, and you get elevated. If you respond in the wrong heart, you, you're meek, you humble, you humble yourself. Repent for your own shortcomings. I've had people dice me and slice me, and, I, and I've just been, been like, man, how could that happen? And I feel like the Lord said, well, I told you not to get involved in that relationship. I'm thinking, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's where they were supposed to put a boundary. Shoot. You know, you're bludgeoned. And the Lord told you very clearly, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but you just have them all up in your house. You hang out with them. You eat with them. You just think it's all good. Yeah. Well, the knife out of your back, you wonder where that's from? That's from that unbeliever the Lord told you not to hang out with. Or it could be from a brother or a sister in Christ. Brother Backstabber. Anybody ever met him? Sister Bucketmouth. Are you in the house? I got to close. To refuse the way of Cain, you compare... This thing that you, that's happened to you that's causing you to get bitter and angry and depressed. Compare that to what you deserve. Number one. Number two, operate in the opposite spirit. Bless those people. Bless that person. Force yourself to forgive them. It's an act of the will. It has nothing to do with feelings. I mean, I, I, I've had some things happen to me. That I, that, I mean, I had, to, I had to just make a statement of forgiveness, I don't know, every three minutes. Sometimes every 30 seconds. You know, I'd be like, I forgive them, I forgive them. Bless them, God. Bless them. Bless them. Ha! Bless them. Oh, I bless them in Jesus' name. You know, it just starts working over in your mind how they backstab you, how they work you, and they took your stuff, and they robbed you, and they didn't keep their word. And you're just like, and if you don't deal with that, then you get bitter, and you get actually a spirit of murder. And then you're walking around, and the second somebody reminds you of that, you're like, what? I'm like, whoa. Whoa. You all right? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You'd be like, whoa, Jekyll and Hyde. And so really what you've done now is you've, you've probably got a spirit of murder on you and you've entered over into witchcraft. What do you mean? That means I control you with my anger. So if you push my buttons the right way, I'd be like, oh, you're talking to me. You're talking to me. And be like, oh, oh, I guess I won't touch that. We don't want to talk about that scenario. You know, can you please clean? Would you please clean up your room? You know, your wife tells you. <laughs> Pick a, I am so tired of you picking. What? I make all the money. Who do you think I can leave my BVGs on the ground? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> right? Yeah. You've just taken anger and just jammed it down your wife's throat. Scared her half to death. Because you don't want anybody questioning you about your dirty underwear. Or anything else, or money, or why you do stuff. And so you're really a warlock. You call yourself a Christian. But you use anger. Anytime you introduce anger into a relationship to get anybody to do anything, you introduce a demonic. Because God doesn't use anger to get you to do anything. It's very clear consequences. He has a way of coming to Him. Do that. He wants you to. He loves you. If you don't, the consequences are hell. But it's not because He's angry at you. That's just the consequences. Speed, speeding ticket. Don't receive Jesus, go to hell. He doesn't want you to go there. All right. How to avoid the way of Cain? You've got to operate in the opposite spirit. You've got to compare your, the injustice, perceived injustice, I should say, because many times we perceive things that are incorrect. Compare that to what you really deserve. And just embrace the fact that, okay, I've been mistreated. Well, Lord, make me like you. Make me just help me to be like you. I forgive that person. And then, hello. Don't, don't befriend backstabbers. Bless them. Bless people. Do good to them. Some of you need to give a gift to somebody that you really can't stand on certain levels. You need to bless them. Yeah. Some of you, some of you just angry at your parents. Send them money. Watch your heart change. Send them money. Do you know what they did? No, I don't know what they did. Send them money. Bless them. Why? It's the opposite spirit. You feel like somebody's mistreating you and you're getting bitter over it. Do the opposite thing. Bless them. Bless. Do not curse. Let God deal with it. Let God sort it out. He's the judge. Is God the judge? Is He the judge? He's the judge. Is He going to deal with it all? Yes, He is. Unless you take it into your own hands. You bless them. You do good. You pray for them. 90-second prayers. Three, three things. Really four. Compare the, the, this wrong that happened to you by what you actually deserve. What you really deserve, which is death. Number one. Number two, you bless them. Speak blessing over them. I could tell you a million stories, but it's gotten late. I'll just tell you one. Next-door neighbor hated us. We moved on the block. They thought we were the de- I was a detective. My bald head, my, you know, I was wearing Ray-Bans or something. I don't know. I just thought I was a detective. They just hated me, hated us. I mean, they looked at us like they hated us. They did think they would light their tires up in front of our house, smoke our whole house out with white. I mean, burning tires to the tires popped. Do you know how long that takes to pop fresh tires? 20 minutes, 30, I mean, it's 20, 30 minutes of there's this cloud of smoke just you know you got to shut the windows and little babies you're worrying about breathing in burnt rubber i mean we we've been through some stuff we bless them and bless them and i'm gonna tell you at first it was like bless them god bless them and they'd have domestic violence and we'd call the cops and we just constantly tried to do right we brought over christmas cookies i remember the first time we brought them over i knock on the door i thought i was going to get shot here i'm like Knock on the door. It's like, what? 
just want to give you some Christmas cookies, man. God loves you. Clutch shuts the door. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. You know. But I will tell you, by the end of a two, of a two and a half year, three year period, three year period, they cried when we left. We didn't get them saved, but close. And every time I go back to the island of Kauai, we go and I stop by and I minister to them and we became friends. They'd fix my car for free in the end. They wanted to kill me when we moved in. Oh, yeah. The, the neighbor before us, the neighbor before us got so frustrated with him that he just shot a, shot a gun into his car. He just lost his mind because of the burning rubber and the constant stuff. How you deal with somebody, compare what they've done to what you really deserve. Number two, bless them. Everybody say bless them. Bless them. Instead of venting, instead of having conversations about them, instead of being bitter about what they did, bless them. Every time you think about that jerk, just go like, bless that jerk. Bless him. Bless that jerk. Backstabbing. Bless him, God. Bless her, the hussy. Bless her. Right? Okay. But everybody say bless. Do good. Do something good. Do an act of kindness. I'm, I'm, I'm closing. Here we go. Uh, somebody who plays piano, come, please. Micah, thank you. Bless them. Give them. Make a loaf of bread. Give them a gift. Send them money. Some of you need to send your parents money. Send them cash. Yeah. Send them a hundred bucks. I can't afford it. Watch what happens. If you have bitterness in your relationship with them, bless them and bless them again and send them cards and pray for them and I guarantee you they'll probably they'll turn the whole thing will turn and they'll get saved that's what will happen sometimes it takes years other times weeks bless them but say bless them and do good to them and then, and then the, the third thing which is really kind of part of blessing but pray for them you can't you can't get bitter towards people but you pray for them you just you fall in love with people you pray for you will love them. And the next time you see them, your heart will be warmer and warmer and warmer. All right. Did you get something? Avoid the way of Cain. Cain had a bitter root. It defiled many. Yeah, he killed his brother. He had a spirit of murder. Jesus warned us about that. Some of you are struggling with bitterness tonight. And if you're struggling with bitterness, you need to let it go. You need to, you need to let it go. And just let God help you. Would you all stand up on your feet? I know I've gone a little bit long, but praise the Lord. I think we've finished the message. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus and just talk to him right now. Let the Holy Spirit examine you. Do you have a residue of bitterness? Are you bitter? Are you angry? Do you find yourself angry a lot? I will tell you that if you struggle with depression frequently, depression is an indication that you're really angry and hurting on the inside. And you have no way to deal with it, so it's your emotions shut down and you begin to struggle even with the spirit of depression. I found when people get depression, get the depression off, they find themselves really angry. Some of you have been so suppressed. Some of you take pills every night to control your emotions. You've sedated yourself for years. It might be with a 40-ouncer. It might be with a joint. It might be with relationship. It might be... It might be with any number of different things that you are trying to suppress the way that you feel. Because really, you're angry. Because you were mistreated. And many of you were mistreated. I was mistreated. Anybody else been mistreated? Yeah, I had things happen to me that were absolutely wrong. It's really another message of mistreatment, how to respond to that. But at the same time, you can't let bitterness come and rule you. You've got to get it out. You've got to get it out. It's poison. It's the way of Cain. And you'll end up in a spirit of murder. There's no way to live. You can have peace tonight. If you're struggling with bitterness or residue of bitterness, just come to the front right now. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Call on His name. Call on His name. Call on His name. Wash everything away Wash it all away, Jesus Jesus
Now, come on, just whatever that situation is, and maybe there's a number of them, you just bring them to God and, and understand what you deserve. You know, compare that to what you deserve. And ask God to forgive you for getting bitter. Some of you have taken justice into your own hands. It'll never work. To quote my mama, she said, if you just let God fix that person's wagon, that wagon be fixed. You let God. God is the one who brings vengeance, not us. We pray. We forgive. To me, like the disciples said, should we call down fire on him, Lord? And Jesus said, you do not know what spirit you are of. We are people that are supposed to love. We're supposed to forgive one another. We're supposed to respond in grace, even when we're hurt, even when we've had things that have happened that have been mistreated. It should have been different, yeah. And if Jesus was here, it would have been different. But meanwhile, you're in the training ground of mistreatment. Welcome to, well, school is open. Welcome to the university of mistreatment, like David. So you got to let it go. Just let it go. Bitterness, anger, rage. Some of you are depressed. And you didn't even realize that you're depressed because you're so angry at what happened to you when you were a kid. You need to, you need to get to God. The Holy Spirit will let you get in touch with that. And you work through these things. You let it go. Forgive. Hallelujah. Amen. Just go ahead and talk to God. Just say, I forgive him. Lord, forgive me for getting bitter. Yes, Lord. I say this. Say, say I bless him. Come on. Now just think of whoever that person is and, and, and force yourself to smile. That always helps. You know, you just like smile and just, just say, I bless them. All right. Go ahead. Ready? I, come on. Some of you are stuck. I bless them. I bless them. Go on. Say it again. I, I, I bless them. I bless my mom and dad. I bless, you know, Bubba. I bless my sister. I, I bless my brother. I bless them. I bless them. Come on. We war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers in dark places. You, you, the person who mistreated you is not the enemy. The ugly one, the devil, he's the enemy. And he, he pushes people stirs people to do things. And it's only because of their own woundedness. And own and for the grace of God you haven't done worse. Amen. So just bless them right now. Bless them. Come on, somebody say I bless them. I I bless them. All right. Now purpose in your heart to do something for them. Send them a card. Give them a gift. Send them some money. Call them and just tell them, you know what, I just wanted to say God bless you and just thinking about you and thinking about blessing you tonight. And mean it. You can't fake it. You gotta mean it. Operate in the opposite spirit. And if they just say, what the blankety blank, and just curse you out and stuff, well, you know, you just, maybe you have to put a little boundary there. Just send them a card of blessing. Hello? Right? Come on. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Touch, help, strength. Thank you, Jesus. Make yourself ever so real. Some of you need to go home and make a list. I had a list. Legal paper. Many pages. All the people I hated. All the people I was really angry with. And the biggest one was me. And God was a big one too because I couldn't believe he let it happen. He won't violate your free will. Lord bless. Bitterness go. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Bitterness, go in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, touch. Touch right now.
bitterness. service though just a moment longer if you're not right with Jesus and you need to give your heart to him right now do it very simple prayer say it with me if you want to get right with God tonight you want your sins forgiven you want heaven to be your home say with me right out loud say dear Jesus thank you for dying in my place thank you for rising again from the grave Jesus come into my heart Come into my life and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Would you just lift your hearts before the Lord? Holy Spirit, touch, fill. Break every chain, every bondage. Bitterness, go. A whole root system of bitterness be pulled up. Let me be a people that love deeply from the heart. Operate in the opposite spirit. A soft word turns away wrath. May we operate in the opposite spirit. Release blessing. Not curses. Blessing. Thank you that you did not give us what we deserve. That you made a way out of nowhere. You brought streams in the desert, God. You washed us and cleansed us and made us new written our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. We celebrate you and thank you so much for the mercy, the mercy of God. Thank you for your mercy. Come on, say that. Thank you for your mercy. Wow. Amen. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. We'll hope to see you Sunday. Amen. Remember, if you want to be a part of uh, Casey and membership, you want to go through that class, sign up so we know how many people to feed. We'll be feeding you dinner. If you haven't met the Betzels, be sure to shake their hands and meet them. We love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Uh, keep in mind that we're we're really packing out on Sundays, so you want to come probably a little bit early. Be in prayer. Place is filling up, so you want to come be able to get a seat. All right, love you. Praise the Lord.